technical difficulties at the hotel here <laughs> no worries, no worries. Uh, so so we'll get started uh welcome back crack fans as always i'm your host dalton Dienemann. uh glad to get back on the pod with my good friend co-host and the guy who has held down the fort all summer on the podcast front alex gruskin gruskin how's it going man well i thought after this time we were more than just friends but i i guess a good friend is what we're going to go with but it's always a pleasure to be here i do enjoy seeing those eyes in person it adds to the whole podcast experience and i'm sorry our guests and listeners can't see it as well because you've got the cracked rackets polo on you look ready for the weekend absolutely absolutely well danielle jj first and foremost welcome on welcome on the cracked interviews podcast and thank you for coming on thanks for having us yeah thank you yeah, uh, JJ, I know we've had you on before, but Danielle, thanks for joining us for the first time. Um, as I mentioned this morning, uh, the Crack Rackets team is live from Boston, Massachusetts, as we are en route to Stowe, Vermont for the Stowe Mountain Lodge Classic. But uh, for our Crack fans, uh, more on that later. This morning, we are lucky to have one of the most dynamic brother and sister duos in tennis sitting in with us this morning. So, uh, Wolves, how'd the hit go this morning? It was good. JJ helped me with my backhand and things are going well. He went from hitting with Federer to his old hitting partner. So it was pretty cool to get back on the court together. Well, I, I think uh, the natural follow-up here, and by the way, nice to meet you both as well, JJ. We got to see each other at Cincinnati, but Danielle, it's a pleasure to finally hear your voice and do this together. Uh, and thank you. Thank you for all the social media likes as well. I feel like you, you might be our biggest fan, which... Uh, you and my mom are having a run for it, so I really appreciate it. But uh, oh, of course. I, I guess the first question is, when you guys have a practice session together, like the one you did today, uh, who buys the short shorts and who wears the shorter shorts during the session? <laughs> JJ, that's all you. I wear the shorter shorts and she looks better in them. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let's i want to go back uh you know since we have both of you on how uh you know give us an insight how it was growing up as a tennis family and and that whole family dynamic growing up together playing tennis uh i'll start um jj kind of got the short end of the stick for a while um he hit with me i was a sitting partner until i went to college um he here with my dad and myself and my mom also played. So it was kind of like tough family vacations, always hitting and practicing, but um, it was really good. It was tough sometimes, but I think it was really good to have like that support of your family and how, have everyone know kind of what they're doing and that competitive aspect. But JJ. I mean, it was definitely good to have the competitive nature with, you know, someone who's living with you, so you always, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, keep your head to the grindstone and, you know, always try to win baseline games or anything. And she definitely will teach you how to work hard. I mean, she works harder than anyone I know. So I was never like thinking I got the short end of the stick. 
you know, hitting with my sister. It was, uh, I think it was really essential to me getting better. I hope it was for her also. So, uh, so then, you know, I think it was built in training. So then let's set the scene a little bit. And for, I, I'm sorry for using their first names, but I'm reading here on the website. So it's you, uh, or you mean JJ, Danielle, Jeff, and Brooke. And it's the four of you guys on a tennis court. And we're, you know, we're playing a little family doubles to just get the competitive juices going. I guess who, who plays with who, uh, who throws the first racket, and who ends up winning? Um, I usually played with my dad um, when we would play with play mix. My, both my parents are left-handed, so <laughs> we, each, we each got one lefty. Um, I don't, JJ, who usually won? My dad usually like, played kind of easier until maybe we you guys losing usually and won. Then, and then he would pull out, <laughs> pull out the big stuff. But well, the most competitive person on the court was probably my mom. Yeah, so, because she, she was she was she the college tennis out. player, right? She went to uh, Miami of Ohio, right? All Mac, if I recall correctly. Yeah, she didn't start till she was fourteen years old. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. She and I got a scholarship to go there and played one and two, so it's pretty special. My dad helped her, so it's a great story. So, so what, uh, you know, outside of tennis, when you all are spending time together, you know, I know both of you are, are at Ohio State, collegiate athletes, tennis is probably your world for the most part, but when you're not playing tennis, what is the Wolf family doing as a hobby? Are you traveling? Um, I, a lot of tennis, to be honest. Um, <laughs> we, try, we try to come on a family vacation. We're actually in Hilton Head, South Carolina right now um, doing that. Um, we start off the day playing tennis and go to the beach. It's very active. We're all very into like the catama and like the tennis stuff. So we always incorporate that a little bit. Just like throwing football, just a bunch of sporty stuff. Our family's very active and just nonstop like competitive nature with everything we do. I, I like to hear it. And then just for our listeners, what's the age gap between you and JJ Danielle? Almost exactly two years. Okay, okay so two that- years, three days. I have no idea. Are you asking me? I have no clue. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Uh, But then I guess, I mean, there has to be a point where, you know, I'm also an older sibling and I know I went through puberty, you know, before my old or my little brother, but then I have an older brother who went through puberty a little bit before me. And so there's always that period as the older sibling where you're whooping the younger siblings. And I'm just curious for you, Danielle, was it, you know, ages 10 to 15, you just owned little John Jeffrey or like, is it you still own him? What, what was the deal there? Definitely not still. There was a period where I was winning a lot and he'd get a little frustrated, but I don't know how long it was. Probably, probably not even a year, but it was a good year. Um, the worst year of my life. <laughs> from your perspective jj was any of that true or is it like no i was my forehand's been huge since i was six years old so i was always good it was completely true i remember specifically being on a family vacation in i think it was florida and just yeah. i was used to winning i was you know i'd kind of like get the edge over her i don't remember how old we were maybe i think i was 10 she was 12 yeah, I don't and know. she just she took a couple sets like days in a row where it was like six one, six two, six two, like just crazy sets. Now it's so confusing. I never really had an attitude on the court until, you know, my sister whooped me. <laughs> well, first of all, she, uh, you were ten and she was twelve in three days. You got to make sure you get those three days in. You know, uh, but then so you know, moving forward, uh, 
I, I mean, did you guys went to the same high school, I imagine. Um, was it, you know, difficult for you, JJ, you get there? I, I know Danielle had a ton of success in, uh, you know, at Ohio High School Tennis. Uh, was there a little bit of a shadow at first where, you know, you have to meet up with all the accomplishments? Uh, I definitely think there was an expectation to live up to. But uh, at that point, I was still playing some other sports. And she, I think, had just maybe when she was – Danielle, when did you quit soccer and basketball? I think maybe uh, end of middle school? I think, like, I think, like, I played in sophomore year. Sophomore year, okay. And then I did so, like, that's track when, and I quit that after middle school. Yeah, I was still having to live up to a couple other sports, too. So I was I, I played a, a little bit of soccer first, and I got into high school, and a little bit of the other stuff. So the tennis, I was kind of used to having to live up to what she was doing. So, I mean, the natural transition is, um, you know, the collegiate process. And, Danielle, you started off at IU. Mm-hmm. Uh, crack, crack Rackets is actually headquartered out of Indianapolis, Indiana. So that's that's so false. You're going to say that to me, an Ann Arbor resident who's literally carried your ass all summer, and now you're saying you're based in Indiana. But sorry, go on. Ask your question. So we're based out of Indianapolis. Uh, you know, <laughs> major um, IU Hoosier following as well. But you started there, um, went back to Ohio State. JJ followed suit. Tell us about being at school together. Was that a you know a dream of yours coming true? And how does that all work out on a regular basis? Well, so initially, I always loved Ohio State. My dad coached um, a few guys that played there, and we always would go up to matches and football games. So I always really like kind of wanted to go there, and it ended up not working out the first time around. So I went to IU. Um, I loved the school. Just kind of the team didn't really work out. I wanted something a little different, a little more. I don't know how to put it, a little more involved and developmental. So I got my release papers. Ohio State is obviously number one on the list. Um, My coach now, Melissa, contacted my coach once she received an email, which I didn't even know how it worked. So I didn't know she was going to contact my coach before I could even contact her. She was interested, and I was, like, super excited. But obviously, Ohio State's in the Big Ten, too. So there was a lot of stuff that I had to do and had to pass in order for me to actually be able to go to go to Ohio State and not lose a year of eligibility. So I was talking to Ohio State, Texas Tech, and a few others, but I really ultimately wanted to go and be kind of close to my family. My dad's doing um, cancer treatment at the James, so we really wanted to be at Ohio State, and I knew JJ was kind of it's looking to go there, um, so I had to deal with the NCAA, passed some um, waivers, and I actually, it went through, so I didn't lose a year of eligibility, and I got to go. I redshirted my first year because I hurt my wrists, ECU and CFCC tears. Then JJ came in, and it was just really exciting, honestly. We, the past two years, we hadn't really seen each other that much because he was traveling more and playing a lot of tournaments, so it was nice to, like, be able to be there together and me kind of look out for him and kind of show him the ropes a little bit and we're actually the same year in tennis right now which is kind of weird being two years <laughs> apart so yeah JJ sorry just sliding in on that you know on that note JJ uh when you're going through that college decision and no disrespect to you Danielle but obviously you're coming off a of Kalamazoo finalist you're you're the hot sh- you probably had a lot of options available to you uh, how much did Danielle being in the Midwest looking to come back to Ohio State play a factor or and how much or was it, you know, 
the Ty Tucker aspect? Was it staying close to home? How did all that play in? I mean, I think it was all just kind of in my mind because family's a huge deal to me. So my sister's there, my dad's there all the time. And then, uh, you know, Ty Tucker developmentally is going to push you. And it's also a great school. So, I mean, not a lot of schools can compete with that in uh, my eyes. Yeah, I can imagine. But I guess still, you know, harping in on that, was Ohio State, I, I guess for you, Danielle, was Ohio State more of a, again, being close to family, being uh, close to JJ, your dad, all of that? Or is it more, uh, you know, individually developmental? I think Ohio State, if I go there, it will make me the best tennis player I can be. I think a lot of both. I knew the program at Ohio State, especially for the women recently, kind of jumping up in the rankings and improving. Team is a lot stronger recently, and that shows a lot of character and like our team and coaches and how much better they can make you. And Ohio State, as a tennis school, has had that reputation. Ty's built a huge foundation on, like, I can bring you in and you're going to get the best to your ability. And I knew that, and that's really what I wanted. Because like J.J. said before, my focus hadn't really completely been on tennis. And that's kind of what I wanted when I went to college was to kind of develop my game and see where I could be with a coach other than my parents. So a lot of his family, that's obviously huge, but a lot was developmental and seeing where I could be. And Yeah, yeah, and that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I just, I mean, from a just outsider's perspective, I think it's incredible uh, that you are able to go through the collegiate process together, especially as uh, student athletes. But uh, also want to talk about, you know, uh, the Wolf name is a huge name um, in the tennis community in Cincinnati. But also the McNally name is right there as well. Talk about the relationship with with uh, the McNallys and how close you all are as as a family. Um, well, I've known John especially since I was tiny. We uh, both went to Harper's and we were really young. Danielle was there too. Katie was probably a baby. So uh, I mean, we grew up knowing each other, really good friends, and. Uh, when I thought of like my tennis friends, he was definitely up there. And I think like they've built a great name with the tennis, you know, and we've kind of just recently got into it more. My dad and his brothers, my mom played a little bit, but on the Wolf side, we were always, you know, basketball, football, baseball family more so until they got older when they all, they all played uh, mostly basketball in college. And then they did tennis kind of, you know, cross training, which was pretty cool. So you know, I think bringing us, especially uh, my dad's part of the Wolf family, us bringing tennis into it a little more in the uh, younger ages is pretty cool. And that's definitely what the McNally's have done, too. I know John's mom was very good. I think she played at Northwestern. She actually hit with our, also. She actually hit with mom. Oh, she did? Yeah, like okay. they were really good friends and they hit together. So that takes it back a bit more. Well. Well, then, I mean, the natural follow-up as uh, a similar question to earlier. You know, it's we're, we're playing four mixed doubles teams. So it's JJ, Mrs. Wolf, Danielle, Mr. Wolf, John, Mrs. McNally, Katie, Mr. McNally. Which doubles team comes on top if you guys have a little four-team bracket? I'm sure you have. We know. We've, yeah, I don't know. We've never that really had our all our families get together and play. We probably should do that. Sounds like <laughs> Look, if you're looking for a sponsor, I think that'll be the first ever Crack Rackets Invitational. It sounds like the perfect occasion. Uh, and we can all, yeah, we can all come down. There's an idea. <laughs> um, so 
we can't, you know, we're, we're going to be cognizant of your time because we were super delayed this morning too, but um, we can't not talk about the Western Southern uh, this past weekend. Uh, JJ, I know we had an opportunity to get you right after the match there with Kovalik, but uh, tell us a little bit about your emotions leading up to that match, warming up with Roger and just the whole scene. And then Danielle will want to take from you as well. I love also that you guys are now just referring to him as Roger, as though it's casual. It's like, oh, it's, oh, not, it's not Mr. Fetter anymore. <laughs> I feel like I might need to go back to the Mr. Fetter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for me, it was just a whirlwind of emotions. I didn't know I was going to be able to play in it until very late. They told me that uh, everyone and pretty much every eligible player was requesting a wild card. And uh, that kind of, you know, I've been playing college more. So I didn't think I had a great, you know, chance, even though I'm from Cincinnati. But, uh, you know, last minute they said, day before, they're like, you've got it. And, you know, I just got really excited. I'd been uh, training really hard in the possibility that I I, uh, could be playing in the qualifier. So it was good to see uh, that hard work wouldn't go uh, unnoticed. And uh, it was it was a little upsetting to me that my mom, my sister, obviously they were they were out of town, so they couldn't see my first really big tournament. But I knew they'd be watching on the live stream, and you know, I mean, that just made it all the much better. I had so much family there at the match, and uh, getting to hit with Roger definitely prepared me. Mr. Federer, sorry, <laughs> definitely definitely pre- prepared me for that night match, which is awesome. Danielle, just one second, I have to get one thing in as well, JJ. Uh, one of your comments after the match uh, really struck a chord with our audience. We had a, a large uh, outreach after that. You know, we had, had a ton of inquiries uh, concerning your level of focus. I think you mentioned um, just the intensity and the focus that is necessary at that level. Can you comment on that a little more? Um, and do you remember even saying that? I know was, there was a whirlwind of emotions there after the match. I do remember a little bit. I uh, I just know from seeing all these guys on TV, when you hear, you know, noises during the point and uh, stuff like that, they're just, you know, laser focused, not letting anything get in their head, staying positive for the most part. And uh, that was that was big for me, you know, watching all these great players growing up and seeing how they take every point like it's their last. So I'm just trying to work on that really hard right now. And I, I mean, I think that's a huge part of tennis. If you can stay focused and do your best every point. It's going to be, you know, not not the greatest day for your opponent when you're fighting. Yeah, and, and to your credit again, JJ, even beyond the focus, I thought you played a phenomenal match, just really going after the ball. Uh, there's a ton we could talk about about Cincinnati, but Danielle, I happened to do a little social media stalking, um, I'll be honest, and so, you know, just whatever your natural response is to this tweet, let me know, but this tweet from at tennis underscore result, Tracy Cool and Danielle Wolf beat Katevin, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that last name, and Magda, also not going to try and pronounce that last name, but they are twins, 7-6-6-4 in the fourth round at New Havens. Uh, it's the two-year anniversary of that result. I would argue that's a better result than what JJ did in Cincinnati qualifying. Uh, how, how are you feeling? Oh, my God. That was actually the start. That- middle of my wrist injury. I didn't have a backhand that whole tournament. I was hitting places. 
and in a wrist brace. There's a picture I think on my Instagram of yeah. us at the tournament. But and usually that works so well in doubles. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> girls, girls might get thrown off with the slice, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know if mine tops JJ's at all. But thank <laughs> you for trying. Oh, of course, I did my best. Uh, but yeah, you know, just. Uh, in that, uh, going back to that, seeing JJ have that type of success at Cincy, obviously you're not there, but just, you know, at, at a sibling level, does seeing JJ have that success motivate you? Obviously you're hitting at 7.30 a.m., like that's nuts. It, I imagine uh, just having that sort of success, is is it, you know, motivational? Yeah, I mean, I, and my parents might argue, but I'm totally his biggest fan, and <laughs> Every tweet, anything, I will, like, retweet it, screenshot it, save it. I'm, like, all over that. I actually, my cousin, Kristen Wolf, Kronagi now, um, Facebook Live the match. So my grandparents, mom, my boyfriend, Martin, Joyce, who goes to Ohio State, and I were all on the couch on our phones and computers watching a Facebook Live and, like, <laughs> trying to follow it and, like, figuring out what's going on. And it was just, like, so exciting. I wasn't really that nervous. I feel like I might be overconfident i'm always like he's got this mom like don't worry. <laughs> i love that you're describing yourself being nervous you're like i wasn't that nervous going into the match i was feeling pretty good and who cares what jj well, felt? i mean it's a lot more stressful watching than playing oh could not agree more so i don't know i was like he's playing well i mean did his huge shots so he has the game to play against these guys and do well he's been working a lot on his serve and i think that showed in this tournament um, 16 aces, I think that is crazy. Um, that obviously helps a ton and his game's really made a jump and I think it's going to keep going up and up and having this experience is huge. We grew up watching the Western and Southern, um, every year being at the tournament, being hitting partners, imagining playing there. We actually played high school matches on center court and court three and all those. So it was kind of like seeing him fulfill one of his biggest dreams. And, and, and wishing so, I could be there and screaming and being super excited, but at least we could watch Facebook Live version, and um, that was a good second. Well, it sounds like you would have been very fun to watch the match with, and so as Dalton mentioned, we were there. So, yeah, I feel like our, the whole crowd missed out on that experience. But just, you know, the way you're talking about he hit he made 16 aces, all of these weapons, it sounds like you, at least for you, and I imagine JJ's the same way, you guys are both very aware of your each other's games. Would you say on top of being each other's biggest supporters, you're also each other's biggest critics, kind of pushing each other on what they need to work on as well? Mm-hmm. That was a little yes or no question, and we're taught in the podcast business not to do that. So let me try that a little differently. And you, we'll alternate who answers. So Danielle, ladies first, and then JJ, do your thing. But if you were to say the three biggest things JJ needs to work on as he goes into uh, that transition, you know, junior year as uh, his junior year of college, as well as as he's transitioning to the pro tour, what does he need to work on? And then JJ, same question about Danielle. And then when you guys are done, I'll criticize Dalton and say what he needs to work on podcasting, and he can do that back to me. Danielle, <laughs> okay. Danielle this is a trap question. Do not answer this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a few. I have two off the top of my head. I think he, I think um, diet. Not like you have to diet, but like oh, what kind of food you eat. What kind of food? What kind of food you eat? Because like it's it's hard in college. Sometimes you get tired and lazy. But he's now living in my apartment complex, so I can help him <laughs> with that. Um, and then stretching, which you've gotten a lot better at. This morning he was yelling at me for not stretching enough. But and I think getting to bed on time. 
I think those are my three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I should call you mom now or aunt. Like that, that was pretty good. Bedtime, diet. That was, that was, I like that. What about you, JJ? What would you say? Well, hers are a little less, you know, blows to the gonads, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she called you fat, lazy, and not and and unflexible. Those are the things I can work on, though. Yeah. But for her, I think definitely the biggest one is not being so hard on herself in practice, just kind of relaxing and feeling it. Because she, you know, she works so hard that sometimes I think she can get in her own head. And if you know she doesn't win every game or every sprint, that she's thinking she's doing something wrong when it's you know a long-term process in the sport of tennis. So I think that's the biggest one. I think the second one is probably uh, serve. You can always get better serve and return, I think. And uh, her to keep cutting off angles when she's at the net. I think those are... So then, you know, the criticism out of the way, let's have a little fun as well. What are the three best parts about each other's games? We can be friendly as well. <laughs> um... And, and, and try to incorporate the short shorts in your answer somehow, because that's got to be in the top three. Yeah, he's got a lot of range of motion. <laughs> he's in. He's not. He's not flexible, but he's got a range of motion. Yeah, I mean, he's super fast. That's huge. You can't teach that. Um, super fast and athletic, and he has a huge forehand, which I taught him, obviously. <laughs> but I think those are my three: speed, athleticism, and the forehand. And, and the visor game. But and the visor. Course. Yeah, but what about you, JJ? What would you say? First off, you haven't even seen the real short shorts yet. I have those in hiding. Danielle those. <laughs> but uh, I think for her, definitely, she's she's like fierce on the court, like scary a little bit. She'll she'll pump it up after she wins a point. I think that's really good because uh, she thinks she can beat anyone. You know, not being arrogant or anything, but confident. And uh, I think that's that's a big aspect. And she hits the ball harder than me, which can definitely come in handy. <laughs> no and uh, her work ethic is just off the charts. That was a very good answer. But so, you know, you talk about work ethic and this idea. It's very rare, at least, you know, I pride myself on being a tennis historian, and I can't think of another example where we've had a brother and sister at a, a you know, a high-level Division One college program at the same time. And just, so I'm curious, when, in terms of the culture of Ohio State, you know, I'm not going to say that you guys are entirely responsible for the culture because that's a ridiculous uh, assertion, but just the idea of having two siblings in the same program, does that, you know, drive the men and women's team to practice together more, hang out together more? Does it create a more cohesive unit? What do you think the Wolf family has brought to the Ohio State tennis program? I think it's made the teams a little bit more familiar with each other. Um, We do practice at different times. One will be in the morning and one will be in the afternoon. Um, Obviously, summers are different. We practice mostly at the same time. Um, Mornings, probably 8 to 10 or 11. And then women go to a workout. The men probably will get lunch because theirs is a little bit longer. And then we come back at 1, 1 1.30 to 3.30 or whatever. And we're always all out there. And it's way more fun in the summer to practice at the same time because it's just you on campus and you don't feel as alone and it's kind of cool to like see Ty and his loud, like fun <laughs> energy and, and his sweatpants going on there. So I think it's cool to feed off of each other when we're both out there during the summer, at least. Anything to add, JJ? Yeah, I think definitely on the side of it, like what us Wolves bring is a little bit of, you know, Cincinnati culture, the team, which is cool. We've got a lot of our friends and family coming to the matches, especially. And uh, that's, really awesome to have like big support at 
at uh, college tennis matches. It's a huge key, and I think it was, especially for me, really nice to have someone already there to show me how to, you know, schedule classes and which teachers she likes and what she doesn't like. So that was just kind of like a big sister thing. But, you know, I think that it's a, it's a big part having her there for me. I don't know if I did too much for her, but. For sure, for sure. But uh, th this is going to be the last question, and then we're going to head into the final segment here. Although I reserve the right to ask one more just in of case, course. but go on. Danielle, JJ, if you can't already tell, Bruskin has a lot of questions. I think he's got 150, 200 <laughs> questions queued up, so just excuse my friend. But uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention expectations for next season. Um, have to give Coach Schaub and Coach Tucker huge props, but – uh, and you don't have to go into a dissertation, but just want to hear expectations from Danielle uh, for next season. And then, of course, JJ right after. Um, well, we have a really new team. I'm really excited. We have a few new girls, Isabel, Holy, Luna. Um, they're coming in. I'm really excited. They're great girls. I think the culture is going to be super awesome. Being one of like the older girls, Andre Ballinger and I are going to be the oldest I technically am not a senior because I redshirted but being one of the leaders on the team I've really tried to like bring the family aspect into our summer and I think it'll be really good we have new like energy which is exciting no one's burnt out everyone's really eager to get better um expectations I really don't know um they're very new so we haven't really seen them hit much but they're a very talented group of girls um we have Mary Beth Fiori, Andrea, and Emma, and myself. Hopefully, I'm not forgetting anyone. And we have Kathleen. Sorry, she's coming in too. My God, there's so many people. Um, she's been hitting with us this summer. So it's been really fun to see the little jumps and improvement of the girls that were here this summer. And we're excited to see the girls coming in in the fall and just see how much better we can get and see how prepared we can make the young ones for the season and see how our experience. Oh, kind of the young them. ones get yeah, out of here. <laughs> It's going to be another great season in Columbus for sure. But, uh, JJ, what about you? Well, I think always we've got a couple of result-based goals that I think our first one's always, you know, keep the home, home wins alive, win a Big Ten title, and then obviously we're going to go after that uh, that big outdoor title. And I think that's our that's always our goal. And I think, you know, we're going to be a very talented team. We'll see how we come together. But I'm really excited to be uh, more in a position of, you know, mentoring the younger guys, which will, I mean, I know they'll be around my age, but still kind of be more of a leader role in the team, which I'm excited about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Hey, we've had you for quite some time now. So we're going to roll into the last uh, segment. Our That's a lie. I'm going to sneak in. I'm using my veto. Sneaking in my one. But so just on that note of the season, look, I'm a Michigan guy. So I, I'd be remiss if I didn't get this question in. Do you circle the Michigan match on the calendar, no matter what? Good team, bad team, you know, that's one you're always looking at. It's Michigan week, baby. Yeah, <laughs> we roll up that flag. There's no Michigan in the indoor tennis center. Um, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Oh, that's not petty at all. But no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm pretty sure the Michigan tennis center is the same way. But all right, Dalton, take it away. That was my last one. That wasn't too bad. I was expecting like a, you know, hundred word question. So that wasn't too bad. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm sure, I don't know if you are familiar, but our rapid fire segment is a fan favorite here at Cracked Rackets. Um, so uh, we're, how we're going to do it, since we have both of you, we're going to ask the question. Uh, Gruskin and I are going to alternate that Danielle 
If you could answer first a few words, a sentence will do the trick, and then JJ, you uh, immediately following, and we're going to try to keep the pace up so it's kind of keeping you on your toes. So uh, are you guys ready? Yeah. Yep. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so start off, uh, which house in Harry Potter would you be? I have no idea. <laughs> the one with the beard. <laughs> the one with the beard. <laughs> Oh, those are good answers. Okay, uh, favorite tennis player? Girl or guy, or both? It can be either way. Roger Federer and Madison Keys. Mm. And J.J. Wolf, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no. And Martin yeah, Joyce, obviously, place, but go on. <laughs> um, I gotta go with, uh, go with the America and go with Isner. I love it, love it. Love it. Uh, best ping pong player on OSU's team? For boys and girls? Either way. Well, you're better than us. Shoot. Um, maybe uh, Tubert, Hunter Tubert. Uh-huh. All right. Member on the Ohio State team you would want to go to dinner with the most, guys or girls. And you can't say each other. Don't be ridiculous. What do you mean the number? No, 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 no. You want to go to dinner with. Just, like, get, get a casual oh, dinner. Oh, member. Oh, member number. Got it, got it, got it. I bet um, I can prob- guess Danielle's. Probably Martin Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, the freshman. Oh, I need to take them to dinner, see what's going on in their heads. <laughs> uh, favorite city in the world? Cincinnati. Uh, I'll say Cincinnati. That's a boring answer. Um, let's think. All right. Would you rather have an Ohio State football title or, hmm, or, yeah, too soon? Wow, I'm getting too soon from the producers in the room. Get over it. Uh, the, Ohio State, uh, the Ohio State football title or sweep the tennis titles? Sweep the tennis titles. They've got enough. We need to sweep the tennis titles. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, what song or artist do you warm up to uh, before hitting in the morning? Oh, God. Uh Recently, it's been Jackie Chan. My teammates and I love that song. <laughs> We've been playing that a lot. I'll go, with, I'll go with some little baby. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh, equally good. It's, I imagine, is it one team sets the playlist for the practice in the summer when you guys are practicing together? Well, usually we don't play music in the summer because it's just too loud. Like, hi, <laughs> and then our coaches and everyone yelling. So You guys get it during the year. What do you mean? During the year, we'll play. Like, we have this, um, I have a, what's it called? SoundCloud playlist that we put on. It's a few hours long. <laughs> well, you'll have to share it with us, and we can put it on the website, share it with the fans. Everyone can jam out to the Danielle Wolf SoundCloud. Oh, uh, sounds, we'll, good. sounds good. Last question for you two. Um, you have the opportunity to either win a U.S. Open singles title or together win the mixed doubles title. Which one do you guys take? Do we both get to win the singles? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's individual. It's either I win singles, the other sibling, or we both win mixed. Mixed would be pretty cool. Give me the singles. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm like... I didn't, I didn't want to Sorry. say the wrong thing. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, that's, that's not a bad consolation. So, last question. I know he said it was the last question. Favorite thing about a fresh can of tennis balls is? Smell. Uh, how they feel when you're hitting them. <laughs> Love it. Hey, guys, well, thank you so much for taking the time today. Uh, one last thing. We're doing a quick montage for a new intro to the podcast. Um, 
you can do it either individual or separate, but if you could say, um, you're now listening to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Danielle, go ahead. You're now listening to the Cracked Interviews podcast. You're now listening to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Oh, those are both smooth. I loved them. You gonna hire me? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sure, apparently, sure. we're actually we're in the market for people with good diets who go to bed on time. So sorry. Oh, little... <laughs> no. oh man. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, best of luck this season. I'm sure we'll talk soon and uh, see you in Columbus. Hopefully. Yep. Happy to do it. Thanks. Thanks. Right, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you both. Take care.